Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Not So Native Podcast. Let me introduce your host. My name is Rob Lamb. And I'm Aaron Bailey. Kick back and let us take you on a journey as we explore some of Arizona's most fascinating people, places, and things to do. Are you ready? 67% of bankruptcies in the U.S. are due to medical bills. To help you avoid the pitfalls in coverage, high premiums, and ridiculous deductibles, I search all coverage options to find the best benefits for your budget for free. We protect independent contractors, small business owners, and their families. Heck, we've even beaten group plans to put more money back into your paycheck. Contact T Insurers for your top three quotes at 602 602- 315-8070 or T Insurers on Facebook. All right, we are live. All right, welcome back to the Not So Native Podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm Rob. We are in Pine, the beautiful Pine, Arizona. And we are here with, uh, well, with the Old County Inn, uh, some delicious pizza we've had. You said it right. You didn't say Country Inn. See? Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> I, I got I to gotta admit a little bit. The first time we, we did takeout here a couple years ago, and I called and I said, hey, is this the old country in? And immediately whoever answered the phone corrected me multiple times. So, uh, so anyhow. Um, but uh, so Old County here in Pine, Arizona. Old County in. All right. And uh, we are with, uh, if you want to go to introduce yourself here. Yeah. So I'm uh, Michael Dowling or Chef Michael Dowling or depending on the day. We're in multiple hats. But uh, yeah, so I'm uh, Michael Dowling and the, uh, the owner of the Old County Inn. And then recently we took over, uh, we have Pinewood Tavern in town. And then just opened up the Pine Provisions Deli and Bottle Shop down the street. So we have uh, three different uh, three different concepts here in town, the lovely town of Pine, Arizona. That's nice. So how did? Uh... Well, we got to get the first question. Oh yeah, 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 so, yeah. Uh, sorry, sorry. So, uh, so native or not so to Arizona? I'm a native, but not to Arizona. Native New Yorker. Okay. From Staten Island, New York. Okay. Yeah. So I was uh, born and raised there, and left around. 20 years old and moved out to uh, Arizona. So I've been I've been out here 20 years, so my accent's definitely not as strong as my parents are. So sure, yeah. They still yeah. live in the same house in the same neighborhood. Wow. So, yep. They just celebrated their uh, 56th wedding anniversary. Wow. Ooh, Congratulations. Wow. Yeah. Well, have you ever seen Everybody Loves Raymond? Yep. Spitting image of the parents. <laughs> really? And I even have a brother Robert that's a police officer, so oh. it's kind of ironic. It's funny. Yeah, yeah. Written about you, right? So, exactly. Uh, yeah. It's funny. We're up here in the, uh, what do you call this, the tap room? <clears throat> yeah, so this is the tap room, which is a, a little separate room off the main building of Old County in here off of, uh, we're off of uh, Highway 87 in Pine, yeah, uh-huh. so as soon as you hit into town. It's a, it's a great little waylay station, because the times my wife and I have been here, big packed because we made, this, well, we come up on a weekend, stay at an Airbnb, and then this place is always packed. So this is where we would migrate to wait for, for a, a space to be. And uh, great beer, great drinks, great bartenders. Everybody's really friendly, so. We're, Thank you, we're yeah, ready. yeah, it's definitely, we got a good team, you know. Uh, most of, a lot of our employees have been with us for a couple of years now, so, yeah. If you hear any tapping in the background, it's my Labrador Retriever, he's uh, he's sitting in the background. Mr. Finn over there in the corner. He's in the, hanging out in the corner of the tap room. He's, uh, <laughs> he's, he's, trying to, he's trying to enjoy himself as much as he possibly can over there. Yeah, he's the uh, local uh, the, the the bar dog. So ah, there you <laughs> go. Nice. he doesn't come in with customers here. Just I just, I just take him with me to work sometimes. Ah, there you go. But uh, yeah, so uh, you know, Pine, Arizona, is a, it's a small town. So I think if you look at the actual population, they'll say three thousand. But there's definitely a lot more second homes, and I think that's the old population that has probably been changed in 
a few years. I'm sure we're up a little bit higher than that now. But uh, so I've been up here since 2016. Well, yeah, 2016 is when we opened the door, and then this property we bought uh, about 10 years ago. So I want to. Yeah. What was here when you bought it? So this lot, if you, as soon as you hit into Pine, you literally, I mean, you'll see the sign now entering Pine. We're going to be your second stop on the left. You can't miss this. We're about an, almost an acre with two red you're buildings. You're coming up from Coming up north from, on 87 from, from Payson, from Phoenix okay. area, if you're headed towards Flagstaff or Winslow, okay? Okay. And 99% of the people that don't, never heard of Pine, as soon as they say Pine, they say, oh, I love Pine Top. I, I have some friends in Pine Top Shola, but it's the same almost with our name. Everyone gets confused with the country in it is. It's Old County in, and we're in Pine and Strawberry. So I always tell people Pine Strawberry so they remember as soon as you say Pine, they automatically assume Pine Top. And I'm like, no, that's right. two hours more way up north. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, yeah. so uh, you know, I've been coming up here probably since two, I think I bought a house down the street from here, a little second home back in like 2005, 2004. So I've been coming up this area for a while. Um, you know, my past experience, I'm a, you know, I'm a trained, classically trained chef from New York City. Yeah, I was yeah. going to ask you about what's your, kind of what's your your history in cooking. And... Yeah, so you know, I grew up. You know, my first job was working at a little Italian market with my uncle. He had like a you know liquor store, Italian deli, and I worked there cutting meats and you know making meatballs, slicing mm -hmm. all that stuff as a kid. And then I started working at little like um, you know Italian wedding halls and stuff throughout Staten Island, like some okay. big do all the big weddings and so forth. Sure, sure. And then I got out of high school and I was like. You know, the rest of my family is pretty much all law enforcement or firemen. So my mother had two brothers. They're both Italian chiefs of the fire department. My father was a cop. All my uncles were cops. My brother was a got on the police department. And I remember telling my father, I'm like, you know, I think I'm going to cook for a living. I don't, I don't, you know, and this is going back, God, I want, you know, it's probably early 90s. So, you know, back then, becoming a chef wasn't like a trendy thing to do. Right, right, right. Yeah, my parents were There was were no like, iron chef back then. Yeah, my father said, you're crazy. You're going to be working long hours he's like you become a cop you get your pension in 20 years and right. you can retire move to florida like the rest of them but <laughs> you know so i didn't want to i kind of didn't want to fall into that same model and be stuck in new york city sure. I, I like traveling so i wanted to do something different and i had a, a my neighbor actually worked in the city for charlie palmer it was like a really good restaurateur and uh, he went to the culinary institute of america upstate new york so i went up there with his younger brother it was about two hour drive from the city where we grew up and you know, i went to this Culinary Institute, it's in Hyde Park, New York, and just to look at it, and I was like, wow, I mean, it's an old monastery, beautiful, oh, wow. right on the Hudson River, it's like, stone. you look at it, it looks like the Harvard of culinary school, Wow. and uh, you know, I was lucky enough to get in there, and, you know, so I, it's a two-year program, mm -hmm. so right out of high school, I, I, you know, I pretty much went right to culinary school, and then I did a six-month internship in Key West, Florida, I worked at the Pier House Resort, it's my favorite which place. I'm actually going down there in two weeks, I haven't been there in 20 years, that's, that's crazy. My Second favorite place, my wife and I honeymoon there for for uh, nine days. Down to Key West? Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, I love that. It's been a while, but uh, I don't think we'll go on our vacation in a few weeks. But, uh, so then, you know, so I did that, and then I got a scholarship. When I got back to the Cullen Institute of America, there was a, a scholarship program going to Italy, uh -huh. and they chose 30 chefs from the United States. So I was lucky enough to get a full ride, and we went to cooking school, which was in uh, – Piemonte area, northern Italy. Oh, but wow. I worked in Croatia. So I was there almost a year. So we did, wow. it was really good. We went to uh, culinary school. And um, sorry, I had some cookies. They opened at two. So, okay, yeah. Okay. I was trying to show them. That's what we're doing on a podcast. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> they're, they're stopping by to check There's out. There's always someone coming in. We got dogs. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just wanted to show them how cute it was. <laughs> yeah. So, so we're, we're with the Not So Native podcast. Where, where are you guys from? 
Payson. Payson. They're from California. Shingle Springs, California. Shingle Springs, California. Well, welcome to Arizona. We're from Payson. Paysonites. Paysonites. Well, they let you out, huh? Where are you from? We drug them out. We're from the valley. Oh, yeah. No, 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 This is cool. Yeah. Isn't it cute? Yeah. Hey, buddy. So, anyway, so we'll get back to my. So, so. Yeah, so I actually went to Italy for about a year, went to cook at school, and then moved out to Arizona, and then got into the restaurant scene for a while, and then wind up going, after that, I went to work for Shamrock Foods, uh, and Cisco Foods, I was uh, Cisco Foods corporate chef for seven years, and then for five years, I worked for uh, Shamrock Foods, okay, and then, yeah, so really why I was still working for Shamrock, I bought this property that we're on now, and ironically, it had two buildings on there, so it was the main building, than the smaller one that we're now. Okay. And literally, if you look at now, what it looks like now is totally different. So yeah. back then, it was definitely. Are you the owner? Yes. yes. Okay, so you own this, the pizza place, the tavern, yep. and yeah. then the bottle place. Yeah. We okay. just went over and saw the other one. Yeah. yeah, well, we just ate at your pizza. Now, was it good? What would you think? Yeah, Since you're serving right. whiskey, you know, yeah. Irish whiskey, they have I mean, a lot of good pizza. Though. You can sleep when you die. Because you're. You're going 24-7. Yes. You're, you're <laughs> an entrepreneur. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you're doing a good job. Thanks, yeah. guys. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Have a good day. Safe drive. Sorry. Well, no, that's just the neighborhood. That's how it goes. People come and go. There you go. Well, so uh, we, we bought this lot, and then we actually didn't know what we were going to do with the building at first, so I knew we were going to put a restaurant here. So we sat on it for like three or four years, and then... Was it a restaurant before? No, no. It was actually okay. just a... Uh, the, the main building was like... Back in the early 80s, was mostly just like an antique shop, barber shop well. It was like a realtor office for a bit. And okay. the, the gentleman I bought it from, he actually bought it from the Randalls back in the 60s or so. Oh, okay. And his name's Bill Carline. He's still alive. I think he's in his late 80s. But, uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, I kept walking by this property, and I kept seeing Bill out here weed whacking. And he was back then probably late 70s. I kept talking to him, and you know, one day he's like, you know what, kids? No one up here has any money. It was down like towards the, you know, when the big crash, the real estate oh, market. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I started talking to him. I went back, talked to my wife, and I was like, I think we should buy that property right now. It's, you know, it's a good deal and this and that. And I came back, talked to Bill, and he's like, I'm going to give you the, the deal of your lifetime. So he, uh, you know, definitely gave me a good deal on the property, and we were able to finance it for a little bit. But, you know, we, eventually we, we got paid off and stuff, too. So, yeah, it's, oh, it's great yeah. to have the property now. But, uh, you know, back then it was literally all dirt, just the building, and then the smaller taproom side. So when we got it, we still didn't even know what we were going to put here. And then, ironically, I came, you know, I kept, my background's cooking all different types of cuisines, pizza places, sure. steakhouses, all that. You know, growing up in uh, Staten Island, cooked a lot of pizza, mm -hmm. baked a lot of pizza. Well, yeah, it's part of the Italian Yeah, yeah, problem. exactly. Yep. So then, <laughs> so then I found this uh, pizza, the wood-burning oven, and I literally got oh. a good deal on that oven and uh, put the oven in there first, and the oven sat here for about a year, and I said, you know, we're going to do wood-fired pizza, and then... You know, we just took our time working with the recipes and, you know, one of the things we want to do is everything from scratch. So, you know, we, we pretty much have the same menu that we opened with, but it's, you know, we grind our own meat, grate our cheese every day, make the dough. Well, we don't even have a freezer except for just our gelato and stuff too. That's it. So pretty much everything's fresh. There's nothing, barely anything frozen. Yeah. And then uh, pulled the trigger in 2016 and opened up and it was pretty much busy since then. So we've, and we, we've expanded for sure. So. When did you quit your job at uh, wherever you were working? So I was working for Shamrock, and it was funny because I remember when we opened, I had, I think I had like $10,000 in the bank, maxed out my credit cards, but it was coming into, 
And we were working on this building for the whole year. My wife uh-huh. and I piecing it together with a friend that does uh, contracting work. And literally, it was, you know, our season up here is usually spring, sure. summer. Right. And it was, I remember it was like February, March, and everything was getting done. And we were just like, all right, now it's time to, as you say, piss or get off the pot, I guess. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? So, so yeah. we had to like, you know, at that point, it was just like, it was time to time to do it. So I had to put my notice in. I remember my boss was like, you're, you're going to do what? You're going to quit your job, you know, making really good money, six figures, and quit, and then move up to Pine to open up a, a pizza place up. Yeah, makes perfect sense, right? Yeah, so, so we yeah, makes sense. Everyone thought I was nuts at first because everyone said you're gonna fail, you're gonna miss this. And then, Thanks for the vote of confidence. Exactly. Yeah, that's why a lot of people say, don't tell anybody your plans, just do it, exactly. and then let them watch. Yeah, you know, because the minute you tell somebody that you're gonna do something, in their mind they're like, oh, that's crazy, that's crazy, I wouldn't do that. No, yeah, and, yeah. And so they think that they need to tell you that it's dumb, and they don't know your vision. They don't see your exactly. I think which, most which people you tell them they're doing the pizza spot. They you know they think of just like just pizza. You walk in, you only have Pepsi yeah. and it's you know grab and go and that's it. But you know our our vision was more craft beer. Yeah, you got a, you yeah. got a freaking great vibe here. Yeah, I, I, I love that you supply Arizona Arizona beers. And, well, you know dogs. That's that's what they do. Right? He hates grass or something. Sorry, they, they they get all excited. You know, but um, you know that that. You use Arizona grown beers, you know, all that stuff. So I think that's fantastic. Yeah, we definitely do a lot of, uh... oh my God, sorry. <laughs> the but dog. they get the pooches to get over there. Sorry, yeah, yeah, eat too much grass, I think. But the but, dog hey. is doing what dog do. I hope you're not eating unless they No, no, no. <laughs> he's, he's fine. I think he was eating some grass earlier. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, so we, we definitely use uh, you know, a ton of uh, Arizona local beers. And yeah. You know, I think downstairs we have nine on tap, and then nine up here too. So we have a total of eighteen beers on tap. Well, yep. yeah, we're looking at the the list. Like uh, we had Barrio, uh, we're down at some guys Barrio Brewing down in Tucson. Uh, we were last, there a couple years ago. Yeah, right before uh, they went with their uh, where they gave the company to the employees. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I forget what that's called. Dennis. Yeah. Yeah, well, they do okay. kind of like yeah, a buyout yeah. thing where they yeah give more percentage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, cool. So, so the old county uh, was the name that. that you chose, or what's the origin of the name? So, you know, ironically, if you look at the road here, is Old County, Old County Road. So okay. we're literally on 87 and Old County Road. So mo- most people always say Old Country, but it's, you know, it, it is Old County Road. And then, uh, so we, you know, back when we originally opened, our original plan, we were supposed to put rooms on the property. Okay. So, so it would be a hit, yeah? Yeah, so we were actually, our original plan was to have some cottages on the property you know we never expected to do the, the volume we're doing so you know our plan was to have a few cottages you know make 20 30 pizzas a day and just have a few employees yeah but then when we first opened you know we saw how busy it got and it was literally you know lines out the door it got so busy so we never got around to put in the rooms and at this point you know an, an inn too is like you know growing up in new york city my grandfather had a bar in Brooklyn. It was called the Duck Inn. So it's, and the inn could also be like a tavern or sure, bar sure, going sure. back yep, east too. Yep, so, yep, or if yep. you go to Ireland and stuff too. So. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Cool. Yeah. Right on. And then, uh, so you have the other, you mentioned two other concepts in town. One of them is recently opened up. Uh, so you have, a, are they both full restaurants or what? Uh... Yeah, so the um, the Pinewood Tavern used to be called Signwinders uh, back in the day. So anyone that used to come up here 10 years ago you literally had like one or two restaurants in town and then 
you know, the Sidewinders was definitely the, the main watering hole. It was, mm-hmm. you know, it was just simple, simple fare. It was like some burgers and right. a few things on the menu and, you know, just your typical beers and so forth, too. But uh, yeah, ironically, my wife and I actually did our wedding reception there like nine years ago at the oh. old Sidewinders with the, with the old uh, owner in town. His name was uh, Tony G. He's uh, passed away since, since then. But, uh, mm. you know, so everyone in town used to go there, gathering place, and then uh, I want to say we've been over there now about three and a half years. So four years ago, the, the that space came up for available. So it's it's connected to the market. Oh, yeah. So uh, Cindy from the market called us up and said, hey, uh, you know, it's available if you want to take it. It was literally in January, and my we were like my wife and I were like two weeks away from having our son, our first and only kid. And at that time, my wife was like, I don't know if we want to do another restaurant right now. <laughs> so, you know, when something like that pops up, you got to jump on it. Sure, especially in this area. Yeah, so that came available, and then we uh, took that over three and a half years ago. So it's it's more of like a large, you know, tavern. We still have burgers, fish and chips, you know, typical mm-hmm. tavern fare. Right. We have nine beers on tap over there, uh, wine on tap, and then your classic, you know, all your cocktails and so forth, too. And that pool table and the shuffleboard there. Well, oh, I know. Was it, uh, was it originally a full bar kind of thing? Yeah, or? yeah. Before so it was, it was just more buying the license bar. and yeah. So you, when you when you take over a restaurant, unless you buy a class six license, <clears throat> class six would actually come with the facility. So you, you you would buy the license, you own it. When you're doing a restaurant, you could get a class twelve, and it's literally you apply for it and you renew it every year for three, four, and two. You just have to meet a certain ratio for sales. Right, 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 right. So it's forty percent food to sixty percent alcohol. In my other uh, life, I do insurance, yeah. and so. Restaurant insurance is always interesting because you gotta ask them how much, how much they're, how much you're making off of liquor and beer and how much you're making off of exactly. food yep. and, and they get sometimes some people are a little odd about that but most people who have been in the business for long enough know why you're asking stupid questions like that. So. Yeah, and, and when you renew those uh, licenses, they actually send you a sheet to fill out with your put your sales in there. Oh, so interesting. They want to see your sales for food and liquor for for every month for the twelve month cycle. Sure. So, Mars renewed. Uh, they just renewed June, so they renewed, nice. they'll be ready for next June. Renew again. Nice. Yeah. Um, so, so how, what was the concept, uh, the idea behind the, ta- the the bottle room? So, the Pine Provisions that used to be called Pine Deli, and you know, it was a husband and wife ran it, and they, they were here forever, Debbie and Mike, and twenty something years, and you know, they they did a great job. They were awesome community. They were in there grinding every day and did it, and. You know, they're getting older and they kind of want to retire and get to their golden years. So they, they I think they were, they were looking to sell that for a good year or two. And uh, maybe no one's crazy enough to open a restaurant up here, I guess. Right. Some days I think I'm the only nut that wants to do this stuff. But, uh, you know, it's, um, it's definitely a tough business. But so we started talking to them about a year ago and we, we were able to take over. The, we bought the purchase, the building and took over the business. And we opened that up this May, so it's only been open four or five months. Wow. wow. But we had a rough year because you think about it, you know, you had all the COVID stuff. Yeah. We took that op- open. I think we opened in May. Literally, we were open for three, four weeks, and then we had a shutdown for the backbone fire. So. Oh yeah. It was like uh, I think it was June 18th. They literally came in, told us to get out of town, so we had to evacuate all three places, and everyone left their house. We were gone for almost 10 days. Wow. Just left everything there, all the food. Where'd you go? I just picked it. Yeah, I actually have a uh, have an airstream, so I, I stayed in the uh, in uh, Payson for a few days. My airstream just kind of come back and forth because I had to come back clean up everything because it was sure. pretty much ready, set, go, get out. 
Right. And then uh, we have a house in the valley too, my wife and I. So I, I go down there for a few days. We have a house in Arcadia area. Oh, yeah, nice. So I'm usually down there for a few days. Pine used to be my R&R spot. And <laughs> if you ever want to ruin your uh, vacation destination, open a business there or more, <laughs> more so a restaurant. That's, yeah. yeah. I used yeah. to see the sign Pine and, you know, it says three miles to Pine. I remember coming up here every Friday and you get like, ah, oh, just yeah. relaxing feeling. Right. Now it's the opposite. You yeah. almost start stressing when you see that sign. Right. <laughs> For me only, you know. It's hard to relax when you got a couple of businesses and 60, 60 employees. Sure. Uh, so you're... You're doing a good bit for the community with uh, yeah we employ uh, with the number of employees yeah so we employ just you know in summer season between fifty to sixty people and then we'll have uh, you know countless musicians and handymen and all other stuff too so yeah oh, nice nice you do so you do like live music other events uh, yeah so Old County every Friday and Saturday we'll have live music so in the summertime if you ever drive by on the patio we'll have you know yeah. typically full bands or duos or trios and then every wednesday it's kind of more of a local night here in the tap room we'll have a solo artist play over there so it's more okay. of like a you know you come here on wednesdays and typically we'll have someone playing and get to meet all the local crowd a lot of the same people come here every wednesday more of a happy hour thing sure so we usually have someone here playing around 5 30 to 8 30 okay and uh and then at the tavern we have live music every saturday so and the and the Genre of music changes. A lot of it's, um, you know, it's mostly classic rock, some country stuff. But you know, eighty percent of the people when they come up here, they like stuff they know. Sure. So you get someone that gets a little bit too into their own. You know, some people like to do like their own music, right? So, sure. But um, you know, a lot, a lot of times, people like the kind of like the sing along stuff. You know, classic rock. Sure. You know, all the good stuff. Sure. Yeah. Country. So. What do you think is the most creative thing on your menu here at the Old County. Yeah. At Old County. So it's funny, when we when we took over the menu, it was, it was uh, I think we only had five people. When we opened, we had five pizzas, like four appetizers, and two salads. And we're almost the same size menu. We've added a few things over the year, but, you know, I think our, our beer cheese, our green chili beer cheese, it's, it's our biggest seller. So we make fresh breadsticks every day with our pizza dough. Okay. And we use, like, five different cheeses with a local Grand Canyon amber beer and green chilies. And we make our own, it's like a beer kind of fondue yeah. and oh. serve it with these hot breadsticks. And it's like, people say it's like crack. Cause it's like, once you're, once you order it, people come like, we sell so many breadsticks. It's crazy. <laughs> and we, we go through gallons and gallons of beer cheese on a busy Saturday night. And, wow. uh, and then we, one of our other appetizers is uh, chicks and picks. Yep. So we do hand breaded chicken tenders. We make all of our pickles here in house, so we serve it with uh, house made pickles, and then our house hot sauce, and serve it with our buttermilk herb dressing, which is like our our style of ranch. Okay. If you want to piss someone off, they say ranch or old country inn. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, sir. We always say it's buttermilk herb, and we're the old county inn. Yeah. We, uh, I didn't even ask. They just provided. Them. Provided, yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't even buy. Doesn't matter to me. I'm not that picky, but yeah. and then we have like our, our meat cheese board too. So in house, we yes. also make all of our own bacon here every day. So we go through on a typical week. We'll go through like twelve pork bellies. So we'll take a whole wow. pork belly. We cure them for like two to three weeks. Kind of rotate them every few days and our sure, cure, sure. sugar, spices, and all that good stuff. And uh, so we'll actually dice the bacon for all the pizzas, and then we serve on our meat and cheese board slabs of our house bacon with some other salamis, some Dublin cheese from Ireland. 
and then we do some other local goat cheese and stuff too. So that's on our meat cheese board with our house pickles mm-hmm. and olives. And then, uh, you know, one of our big sellers here are wings. So we, we call them our wood-fired wings, but we'll literally take, it's a whole wing. So it has the drum and the paddle on it. So it's like typically one wing is almost like two wings typically right. you find at a, at a right. sports bar. And we we grind them in the pickle juice from when we make our pickles. Oh. So we'll sit in that pickle juice for a day after we make the pickles, we use the juice. Then we roast them in the wood-burning oven. Then we toss them in a the hot sauce. And then we grill them. And that's how you get them to order. So we get you'll get four of those big, huge wings. And then we serve those two with our uh, hot sauce. And uh, we'll hold, uh, we use our, our uh, buttermilk herb sauce too. And then we also do fresh Kennebec chips here. So we literally slice big uh, Kennebec potatoes. So have a higher starch content to them. We'll, we slice a ton of those every day. And you just when you order those, you get a pile of fresh Kennebec chips with hot sauce and our house blue cheese sauce. And then the star of the show is always the pizzas. You know, our salad oh. is great too. All of our pizzas, you know, we make all the dough fresh. We use a organic tomato from California from uh, Rob Dinopoli. Is that what's that sun-dried tomato too that you put in the salad? Those we make in-house. We just take uh, tomatoes and we roast them in the wood-burning oven here. So we uh-huh. do those. We roast them really low temperature at night too. So the, oh. the, those. But the, the, uh, the crushed tomatoes, it's funny, a lot of people think, when you're making tomato sauce or something, because you'll see some people that are like, oh, we use our own, we take tomatoes and we, you know, we puree them fresh and we never use it up from a can. But if you think about tomatoes, they're, they're at their peak sugar content, right? So when you when you harvest them, it's in August. Right. So it's almost impossible because you wouldn't be able to take a tomato in the middle of the winter or spring or fall right. and have the same sugar content. It wouldn't be right. Right. So the best tomatoes would be something that was picked in July or August somewhere. And we use an organic one from California, from uh, Dinopoli, and then Chris Bianco par- paired up with them. Uh-huh. It's just organic. You literally put a pinch of salt, teeny bit of oregano, a little chili flake, and that's it. So that's our, you know, our, our it's not technically marinara sauce, it's pizza sauce too. So. Right, right. Yep. And then we, we, for our meat pie, we grind our sausage here too every day. So we make house sausage. That was ridiculous. House bacon and an East Coast pepperoni cup of churn. Wait, wait, what did we have? The meat, the meat trio pizza? We had the, the meats, and then uh, we also had the, uh, well, the chicken. The, the white one. Yeah. Chicken artichoke. Yeah. 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 They're both stupid. That was great. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah, the meat's definitely the heavier of the two because you got, you know, you have your, anything with sauce yeah. kind of tends to get not necessarily like wet, but it's, 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 you know, when you take a pizza without sauce on it, you just add cheese and right. ricotta, something like that too. It's always a lot a lot firmer i guess you say too so but sure. you know that meat pie it's awesome because you get all the meat the sauce on under there and, and then when you do the white pies by itself too it's more of a crisp with mm-hmm. a little bit of ricotta cheese on there so yeah let me tell you guys about our weekend we spent the entire day with outdoor adventure centers in cottonwood what a great time we went kayaking on the verde river and our guides made the adventure so much fun then we went out on the trails in an atv rental and we finished the day in Old Town Cottonwood with great food and wine tasting. It was such a perfect day with OAC Chores. We're already planning to go back, and I would highly recommend oacchores.com to everyone. Call 602-686-8530 to book your tour today, or go online at oactours.com. Welcome back to the Not So Native Podcast. I'm Rob Lamb. I'm Aaron Bailey. The sausage on the meat pizza with Paul. Yeah, so we take uh, 
bone in pork butt, and then we will cut out the bone, and then we literally dice it, grind it with all of our, se- our special seasoning blend mm-hmm. in there. So, yeah, well, pretty heavy on uh, fennel, too. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was good. So, now, what kind of recognition the restaurant got? And I asked because I don't remember what a publication was, but I think I was looking up, like, Pizzeria Bianco, you know, down in the valley where we're from. And anyway, somehow your name was in a similar realm of a similar article or whatnot. So have you been on like at either a recognition such as that or like been on kind of different shows? Or? Yeah. So like, um, you know, with us, we've, we've had some really good write-ups. Like we were in uh, Thrillist, Thrillist Magazine, which is an online big magazine from uh, New York to, I think it was like two, two years ago, two and a half years ago, they gave us best small town restaurant for Arizona. So that was pretty cool. They just, you know, they called us up and gave us a full page in their online magazine and wow. said somehow they sent that someone was out here and they heard about us and they gave us a really nice write-up for best small town restaurant. And then we just, uh, last, I think it was last winter, we were in Travel and Leisure magazine, which was awesome. Okay. They came up and did a, a photo shoot here on our patio and you know, we kind of took care of them, fed them all and mm-hmm. took a bunch of pictures. And that was awesome. And then, you know, we're a lot of uh, local uh, public mag- you know, magazines like that. Phoenix Magazine. We've been in there a few times. A few other local uh, publications. So yeah, we've definitely, you know, Arizona Republic and stuff too. So we've definitely had some notoriety, and I think it's, you know, uh, I think one of the things we have up here is being in a small town. A lot of people don't really expect it. Right. You know, if you go down to Phoenix, there's so many right. pizzerias, and you know, Chris Bianco, yeah. I'm friends with him. You know, we use his tomatoes and the products, and you know. He's been doing that forever, so he's like the godfather of wood-fired pizza. Sure. He was up here last year and, uh, you know, had a great time. Awesome guy, too. So, you know, I think in Phoenix, there's a lot more competition. So up here, I think we just hit a niche where we do great, awesome pizza, more of a New York style than a typical wood-fired where you're, you know, blazing Neapolitan style where it's 900 to 1,000 degrees right. really yeah. thin. Cooks really fast. Yeah. yeah. Ours is a little bit slower bake time, so it takes a little bit longer to get your pizza, but it's definitely worth it. And it reminds me definitely. of more of like a New York style wood fire pizza. Sure. Well, yeah, that's it's definitely definitely good. You definitely know your your craft. Thank you. Yeah, uh, it's it's really good. Yeah, I think when it comes to pizza, it's more of a yeah, you know, just it's all about the ingredients. So it's you know, sure you take the right ingredients and you know cooking it right. You get a lot of people that always come in and they see a little char. It's like whenever you can tell when I'm on the oven, my pizzas are always crispy, a little, a little, a little bit extra charred. I'm like. Why are you going to order a wood-fired pizza if there's no crisp and it has right. to have well, that burnt part to it? What, what's, what's the point of wood-fired? Exactly, yeah. If you want an oven pizza, go to an oven. Exactly. So <laughs> I really enjoy, like, for me, the, the perfect pizza is just, like, just a little bit of cheese, just tomato sauce. It's all about the, the sauce, the cheese, and the sure. dough. And make sure you get a little bit of crisp and crunch, some char on there. Otherwise, like you said, you might just throw it into a typical deck oven or something. So the... Tavern's got traditional bar fare. It's nothing. Correct. Yeah. So it's, it's uh, over there. We have uh, really good burgers, uh, fish and chips, from scratch, and you know, to, I've learned up here in a small town, keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. I think one of the reasons why we've been so successful here in Old County is we never really steered away from our. When we first opened, everyone said you got to do burgers and pasta, and we were like, no, we're going to do pizza. Do it right. Do everything from scratch. You try to try to do everything, and then all of a sudden you turn into a. Uh, that's, it, that's, the, that's the idea behind Five Guys, right? Yeah. Just, they just made burgers. That's it. They're in and out. They just made burgers. Yeah. They're, there's the success story. That's all we do. Exactly. You know, you know and I think for the long haul, too, too it's like if you get into fine dining, you know, most of the when you're doing stuff like that, it's all based on the chef. And, right. And as you know, as you get older, 
I'm not in my twenties anymore, but it's you want to spend some time. You have to balance life because if you just if you keep working fourteen hour days, seven days a week, you know it's good when you're young for a few years to do that. But sure. as you get older, you start trying to you know you start looking back and you're like, should have you know I worked twenty years in the restaurant business and it worked every day. I didn't see my wife, didn't spend time with my kids. So I think the simpler you keep it, more based around ingredients, right? Then you can train people to do it because no one wants to have a restaurant where you you have to be there. 24, you know, all day long because you're just going to get burnt down. It becomes sure. visible. Yeah, it, it's, you'll spend more time there than you do with your wife and kids. Exactly, yeah. Absolutely. Another thing I I've mean, it is a baby, but... Yeah, yeah, but you got to balance your life. Yeah, you got to have some reasonable sense of... Unfortunately, now with three locations, you know, I love to cook. That's like my passion. That's all I've done. You know, now I'm finding myself more of a... I feel like an HR director up here. It's, oh, well, you're in a small know. town, it's like... You know, the restaurant business is pretty flighty as it is. And you got 60 employees, for God's sakes. So, yeah, it's, you know, every morning you wake up, just, you have a schedule on your phone. Uh-huh. Your phone starts dinging around 6, 7, this one didn't show up, this one's not coming in. You know, this one's hungover, this one's not feeling good, this is that. <laughs> this one's ditched. And then, you know, I think, especially after COVID, I think a lot of, that sound like a, you know, it's funny when you were younger, you listen to your parents, like, the kids aren't the same anymore, but, you know, I've learned... It's weird, and I've never seen the industry so much where, you know, you say one thing to one of your employees, and they'll just walk out the door. It's like you almost have to go over and above now to show appreciation. It's like, yeah. you know, so when I grew up working in restaurants, yeah. the chef come in and you just you keep your head down. The hell's like, kitchen this, mentality was yeah was the was the way it was. Now you and you look at someone and say, hey, do me a favor, go mop that floor. They'll look at you and say, you know what? I don't feel appreciated. I'm out of here. And they'll walk out. And you're like, oh, where'd that guy go? And he's like, oh. he didn't feel appreciated. So he, he left. It's crazy. So we're, we're getting old, Michael. I know. Old. Yeah. So it's almost like you got to, you know, you got to kind of calm your, uh, your, your nerves a little bit sometimes. You know, I, you come from New York. It's more, and you know, just being in the restaurant industry, it's more, you pay attention to these little details. Right. But sometimes you find yourself, it's like, all right, I got to calm down here. I'm going to make, you know, so you come in, you're like, pick up the cigarette, bud. Do that, do that. And then sometimes they're like, you know, it comes off almost negative, but you're just, sure. you're just looking at the little things that make people yeah. successful. Right, so. right. Well, and and that comes from experience. Exactly. And sometimes when you're younger and, the, and starting out in the business, or if that's not what you want to do, you may not, you may not see those little nuanced things <laughs> exactly. that, that other people are picking up on. But when you find those people who can get those nuanced things, exactly. like, like your, your work wife? Yeah, you know, yeah, man, yeah. Take that run. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. no, yeah. It's, uh, you know, I've learned too, like, if you ever just look at the restaurant business as a whole, you know, you got 30% labor, then your liquor, food costs, your product, typically industry standards, another 30%, so that's 60% gone, right? And then right. you got your rent or your mortgage. So you, it's a very small profit margin, and that's to do everything right. So, you know, I was joke, sometimes people have never been in the industry my wife and I were talking about the other day. It's like, I'm going to open a restaurant. It's almost like you're sitting on your couch and you're like, yeah, I'm going to become an NFL football player. It's like, <laughs> it's like unless you've done it before, I definitely want to, you know, it, if you grew up in it, you have a passion for it. Sure. Unless you had some killer deal fell into your lap, but it's, it's really hard business and it's, uh, it's really hands-on. So it's because the minute you step off too much, things will fall apart. Sure. Before you yeah. know it, you know, you, so it's almost, and it's those little things I learned. You know, walking by, you'll see me walking through here and I'm picking up cigarette buds still. And can you water the plants? Can you do all these little things? Especially being, you know, now with a, more of a landlord plus owning properties and sure. trying to upkeep that stuff too. But just the little things. And, you know, I've always learned time is money. Biggest thing is like, uh, 
going back to that, if you have time to lean, time to clean. Uh, sometimes <laughs> some of these younger employees, they, you know, like I said, you hurt their feelings a little bit. You know, you walk in and they're leaning on the counter, picking up cigarette buds, and you're looking at you, something like, "What's going on here?" It's like, it's, not that you're but better you know, than people, but it's yeah. I, I heard somebody say, you know, you can't expect your employees to think like owners. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's uh, that's kind of the the difference, right? That's what my wife says a lot too. She's yeah. really, she's almost my wife slash therapist. Where it's right. some days, you know, she'll say, you know, if, if everyone was meant to be an entrepreneur, they would be doing this. That's right. why there's certain people that are entrepreneurs, and there's other people are workers. So you have to kind of put yourself in their footsteps too, I guess, sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. right. Shoes. I want to ask since we're in the tap room, it's uh, decorated. I mean, every square inch is covered in. Uh, you got hats, you got patches, you got pictures. What's kind of the, um, is there a theme to it all? Or just uh, all cool pictures alike? Yeah, so the tap room, this it's literally four inches square feet. And it's literally, it's funny, this this room too, it's kind of grandfathered in because it's at the corner of our lot. <clears throat> Technically, if you were to you know, build this property now, setbacks are totally way different. All so right. four of those things, it's grandfathered in, just leave it, don't touch it. Everyone's right. always asking us to expand, but we kind of wanted to go for more of kind of like a small like a euro feel right and uh my mother's irish background and my father's uh, ex-cop too you know my last name's more it's, it's actually german my last name darling okay my mother's irish so um you know if you, if you look my father i have all of his nypd stuff up there and my brother okay. so my father's an ex-cop my brother is currently a lieutenant in uh, okay. manhattan for the anti-terrorism task force okay yeah totally yeah. yeah and then all my cousins they got their caps from my mother's family is does live in Ireland. Okay. And so when you first thing you feel, you almost have more of like a feels like an Irish pub. It does feel meets, like very meets pub pizza. Like yeah. So Absolutely. and it's small. It's only four hundred square feet. We got a V shaped bar. You know, nine beers on tap, uh, wine on tap, and we got a bourbon, scotch, and whiskey collection. So this room is meant to be very quick and simple. So when people come in and they ask for vodka, this or gin, you know, you, you go down to the, the main restaurant. So this room is literally just beer, wine. Whiskey, scotch, and bourbon. Pretty straight much up. all of it's coming straight up on yeah. an ice bowl. You know, we'll do some old fashions in here, but we keep it really simple because yeah. it, it is so small. But, if, you know, if you look at the ceiling, they have all these, you know, artwork from all over town. Pretty much all the stuff was collected from local antique shops or local artists gave it to us. Okay. So almost, say, every few inches is covered by some kind of picture. Right. Antlers. You know, ton, we got a ton of patches on top from all local law enforcement and fire department. You know, first responders and so forth. Right. And, uh, yeah, it's cool. I got my father's old police jacket. So that jacket kind of has a history. My father got on the job. He, as they say in New York, in the seventies, another officer gave him that jacket that he had that he retired. So okay. that thing's probably good 60, 70 years old. Wow. Yeah. So we, we put that in a cool little box hanging off from the there, ceiling. Yeah. 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 And uh, yeah. So and then a lot of those uh, statues above where where the bar taps are. Believe it, those all came from my at my childhood uh, home in Staten Island. I had a little bar <laughs> downstairs, and so every time I go back, I smuggle one back from my parents. They get mad at me, but they're they're those old uh, kind of Scotch, you know, uh, different liquor bottles. They used to make the ceramic ones back in the day. Right, right. So one's in that actually NYPD bottle from uh, Maker's Whiskey. Yeah, it's pretty. Or Michter's. That one's Michter's. Yeah. So yeah, so so it's good history in here. It's uh, you know, this room. I always tell people it's like. My favorite hangout in the whole state, I think, because it's such a small, intimate room, and you got yeah. a good view of the. It's right on the highway. You got the mountains right behind you. Yeah. You know, and then it's more of kind of like a Cheers feeling here too. 
because you come in any Friday, Saturday, it's usually pretty crowded. You know, everyone's, yeah. uh, everyone's, everyone knows each other, so everyone hangs out. It's, it's good uh, local mixed feel with the, with the weekenders and stuff, too, yeah. And you thought about expanding your little patio area? Any? So that's the thing. When something's grandfathered in, pretty much can't just leave it where it's at. Don't touch it. It's <laughs> So, oh. so it's uh, everyone always says expand it, but it's it, what's here is here. You, you can't really move too much when you're dealing with uh, setbacks and stuff too. Well, yeah, and you're in between two basically hot, old highways. Exactly. Highways. Yep. Yeah. So and we got plenty of room on the front patio, <clears> but you know maybe down the road we could screen something here. But people like, you know, even in the winter, you'll catch people out here and they could go out and if they want to smoke or something too. Some heaters out there. Well, you can smoke out here on this patio. Yeah, you just got to be a certain feet from the door. What about cigars? Yeah, people go out there and they'll smoke out in the patio area. Yeah. Damn. I'd known that earlier. Yeah, yeah. Cigars, <laughs> cigarettes. I'm sure some people smoke other stuff, but we don't well, know. No, it's legal yeah. now. You can't tell now with the vape pens, right? Right, right. right. Well, that's interesting. I, I, do, I do love the, the little tap room. The first time we came in here, I was like, because you had all the lights on. Yeah. It was, well, you didn't. Everybody else had all the lights on. Yeah. It was. It was uh, just a cool vibe in here. It was night, and uh, yeah, it was just it's really cool. You were hustling back behind the bar, so yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I'm always trying to. Either, I can usually come up, but lately I've just been fixing a lot of stuff. It's like yeah. Yeah. those summers when all your refrigeration goes down. So, yeah. knock on wood, but it seems like every week something's going out. And you got to run back to the valley. Oh man, that's one of the bad things being up in a mountain town is like you got like one service person. You're lucky if anyone shows up to help you. So. Right. A lot of times you got to drive to the valley. Interesting. Two hours. But, uh, you know, one big thing we do in town every the weekend before St. Patrick's Day. Okay, too much grass or something. Fitty, you all right, buddy? He's <laughs> yeah. getting it. Finn, Finn. It's coming. Jeez, He's got gee, it. What you eat? Sorry, that's Mr. Finn. I think he ate too much grass. That's but, uh, anyway, um... So, like, for St. Patrick's Day, we'll do a big uh, fundraiser up here for the Humane Society. So, he's oh. actually a rescue, too. And, oh. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, he's what else is crazy, himself. right? Yeah, well, you know, anyway. this is um, part for the course. Yeah, so, literally, on a, we do our St. Patty's fundraiser, and we'll do a huge fundraiser outside. And we, we have uh, bagpipes, bands. Really? And, yeah, and all day long, we'll do food outside. We have a little beer area out there, too. And we'll have, uh, we actually have a full uh, ATV parade. It's kicked off here. And every year it gets bigger and bigger. This year it actually snowed, but we still had about 40, 50 ATVs nice. uh, side by sides. And then we had a pipes and drum band, music outside all day. It's a huge, huge thing I, on St. Patty's weekend. I heard that there's a bluegrass festival or fiddle festival or something coming up here. Yeah, they so, do like a um, down in town here. They do a they do like a fiddler's jam. That's okay. every couple of months. But then they do a they'll do some different festivals in town too. Yeah. Nice, nice. It's a it's a good idea to draw people up, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and one of the things, like I was saying earlier, we're trying to kind of renew this pine and strawberry business community a little bit. Mm -hmm. Seems, you know, it's definitely getting a little outdated on. So, I think we need some uh, fresher, you know, newer businesses to liven it up a little bit. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like obviously I know COVID was a challenge with just restaurants and having to shut down some some manner there, but do you feel like there was maybe a after it of people getting out? Because I know me personally, like COVID drove us out of the valley. Yeah. Right? So we actually came up here. We had a Airbnb two separate weeks for a week, hanging out here, just get out of town for a bit. Did, did you kind of notice maybe some of that migration from yeah. from the valley? Or no, I'd say that the year of COVID was our busiest year ever. We were up forty something percent. It was crazy. Wow, right on. I mean, you know, up here when you're in a small town, 
and the way we follow, you know, we don't really have like a town council or anything. We just fall within the, the county guidelines, which is pretty big. Yeah. So even like, you know, I guess we're on a podcast. COVID's somewhat over now, but even when, you know, the whole closures went down, we were still a week or two out before we shut down. I think we were the last county to close. Right. So, you know, you would... Well, you're very remote. Yeah. Black. I mean, there's... What, what do you got in this county? You got pine, strawberry, and... You know, we still got globe and all those And globe, yeah. but, but this... Payson. For, for all intents and purposes, yeah. that's relatively removed. Globe is, right? I mean, it's Yeah, it's like, a big... You know, it's definitely a big town. Though. I, sure. I think as far as, like, a destination, definitely get more people sightseeing out there and stuff, too. But sure. I think up here, we definitely have more second homes and stuff, too. Yeah. Sure. But, I mean... My my point was, it's, it's a very rural county. Yeah. So exactly. it's gonna it's gonna be the last to close. It wasn't. A, yeah. It wasn't a. Not, you don't have the, the confines of the of the city where you have, tight enclosures with people, you know, hundred two hundred to a location. Exactly. You yep. know, so, yeah. Yeah. Being a pine and strawberry, with definitely, or even our county is definitely a little bit more. I would say it runs red. Was it? Sure. Even. Like when there was a lot of shutdowns going on, just, you know, customers, you barely saw anyone wear a mask. It's like people are still coming in and you're trying to follow county guidelines. Right, right, and it's, right. But at some point, you're just like, it seems like no one, everyone just kept coming up here from the valley. No one really cared. Yeah. yeah. So it was, uh, you know, it was, it was really busy for during COVID. Yeah. And you guys fared well. Yeah, made it through pretty good. But And then, uh, ironically, I think it was, we made it through the whole summer of COVID, like, not, not this summer, the summer before. 2020. Yeah, and then that, I want to say like that, that, that winter, after everything was done, literally everyone in town got COVID at once. We all got it. <laughs> you know, then luckily, yeah. you know, no one got really, as far as I know, it wasn't too bad for people, but it was like, it spread sure. like wildfire. Like it was, I remember, I, you know, I got it one day and then it was like, boom, 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 boom. Everyone, the whole town got it at once. Mm. Wow. That's interesting. We, well, my wife and a whole bunch of other friends went to Havasu. Nine out of 14 of us tested positive for yeah. it. You know, praise the Lord, we all survived. So, <clears throat> yep. Yeah. I kind of, I finally broke down and went and got the vaccine. So, there you go. That a boy. Good job. So, uh, what's new in, uh, in in your business besides all the new restaurants? But, like, what's, you got some new boxes here. Someone's answering the phone. <laughs> yeah, so that's, you know, the, the funny, that's not funny, but it's when you're, when you're this busy sometimes and literally it seems like we're always short staffed. Because, uh, you know, so when you when you come to the restaurant, we, we like to serve our pizzas hot and sure. take care of the people that are here dining at first. So on any good given Saturday, we'll crank out between three to three, 350 pizzas. And you got, you know, four people on that line. Most of us get here at nine in the morning. We're here to like some nights midnight. So you're very short of staff all the time. So one of the complaints we'll get in town is like, you don't go at a certain time. The kitchen gets backed up. You have 40, 50 pizzas waiting to go to the oven. A lot of the cooks have been working 10 hours straight, had a breadstick for lunch. That was it. No one gets to eat. You know, it definitely gets, you start getting tired. So we'll, we'll, we'll shut the phone up. Like you, you got to slow it down or else you're going to start mm-hmm. being at a two hour time for people. So right. sometimes we'll shut up the phone when we get busy, but the voicemail will say, you know, if we're not answering the phone at this moment, give some kids some time to back to catch up. And then we'll, you know, once the rush is over, we'll answer the phone. But you know, some people, they don't have patience sometimes. Right. So they just, I don't think they've ever worked in a restaurant setting. Sure. So one of the jokes is like, People get really mad because we don't answer the phone sometimes, and they'll, they'll literally come up and be like, "I've been trying to call for an hour," and I'm like, "They don't answer the phone for me when I call." So it's <laughs> so my wife designed our new pizza box, and literally 
the cover of it says, look like those nut jobs finally answered the phone. Enjoy the pie, XXO, Oath County Inn, with our <laughs> logo on the side. So it's kind of making fun of ourselves, And, you know, I think, too, like my wife's theory is if you just put your logo on the top, most people, as far as social media goes, you know, they're not really going to take a picture what, of a plain pizza what box. Is the, what is the wreath with the... Uh, so that's our logo. Uh, my, my, yeah, my wife has a design company, too, so she <clears> kind of came up with this one. But it's literally an O for Old County, which is typically orange. And then we have the hops for the beer. And then the antlers, just because it up here ties in with the rim country sure. and somebody else. Yeah. Right, Speaking right. about, I mean, you're, you'll be in this tap room, it seems like in the summertime, or even tonight, let's say, what time is it now? It's uh, 3.20, and you know, right around 5, 6 o'clock, you'll usually see a whole herd of elk right across the street. They come like clockwork most of the time, really? especially in the summer. You're here eating, and then you look out the window, and there's an elk staring in the window, and there's, you know, there's 10 or 20 of them right across the street, and they just walk around. They don't even seem to bother anyone, so, or, or get bothered by anyone up here for that matter, but they'll... They walk right across the street, walking in the field, people taking pictures of them. Sure. So if you are up here, make sure to slow down. You know, our main highway does say it's 30 miles an hour. Right. And you'll, you'll see people coming through here doing 60, 70 miles an hour looking at their phone. And then you hit an elk, it's going to ruin your day. Yep. Oh. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's like hitting a wall of meat. Yeah. You know. Not that I've ever done it, but I've seen people who have. And yep. It's, yeah. It's, it's yeah. crazy. You know, I, I, one other thing, too, with, uh, you know, talking about small towns and then growing too fast and maybe not having an infrastructure, you know, I'd say one of the things we, we have noticed lately is a lot of people come up here from the, from the valley. You know, we, we always joke thinking, like, sometimes they think they're going down to, like, Nogales or Rocky Point, like, there's no rules up here or anything. Oh. So you are seeing definitely more of an increase where people are coming up and, maybe partying a little bit too much and then getting on their four-wheelers, driving around. So you're starting to see a little bit more increased activity up here where people start you know, getting a little bit more law enforcement, trying to come back uptown. But sure. for the most part, all of our law enforcement comes from Payson. So sure. you know, we do ask when people come up, just kind of be respectful of the community. It's like, Absolutely. You know, sure. it's not a good idea to drink some beers and go bar hopping on your ATV because you know, people get hurt. And People yeah. forget that people live here. Exactly. You forget that. And, we, and, yeah. and people are raising families here. Throwing trash out in the woods, yeah, just, coming in the parking lot and dropping beer cans like outside and stuff too. So it's you know, gets, I, don't, I don't want to get started on that one because yeah. that just pisses me off. Dumping in our yeah. dumpsters and stuff. Yeah. That's my biggest pet peeve now. It's like I actually love catching people dumping the dumpster because I'll make them dive back in there. I'll, I'll come back around I'm like, did you just dump in my dumpster? Because everyone comes up and they're you know you'll see these people million dollar homes and they're too cheap to pay for their trash removal. Oh. They're pulling in here in an Escalade or a hundred thousand dollar Land Rover. They're trying to throw their, throw their trash in my dumpster. That's like the biggest pet peeve. Draws me nuts. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll run out and be like, they'll try to throw you twenty dollars. Like, I don't want the twenty dollars. Jump in there and pull the trash out. Right, right. I, I want to be able to put my trash in my trash can. Exactly. Thank so, you. you know, one of the things is as the town is growing, I think you start getting a issue with infrastructure. You know, like sometimes there's water shortages, or you know, we do have an older water system in town, and the electric goes out. It's like. Some days you do feel like you're in a third world country because you almost, when you're in business up here, you almost have to count for sure. Uh-huh. You could have a, a fire closure, snow closures, the power goes out, you know, in the summertime, your power goes out and say almost every month, it's got to shut. You'll be in here on a Saturday night, packed restaurant, the water will go out for five, six hours, or the power will go out, you got to shut down. And then lately, I don't know if climate change and stuff, but when it does snow, the last few years, you're like, instead of getting, a few different storms where you get a few inches, you'll get 
three or four feet. So I think last year, Whoa, yeah. or two years before that, this taproom was buried. We had to close for three days because it was four feet of snow. We couldn't even get in here. Yeah, the, the guy from the Kibani stand had a picture from the, the blizzard of 68. I saw that one. Yeah, yeah. Up to the roof. yeah he's like, he's like, oh, we, we almost had that last year. I know. <laughs> yeah, well, there's been times where we've been snowed in, so you almost have to stash your stash your nuts for the summertime for the winter almost like a squirrel yeah. save your money you never know what's going to happen you could potentially be closed for a couple of weeks in the winter mm-hmm. from just you know unforeseen stuff going on seasonal seasonalities yeah. mm-hmm. well, is, can can i order your pizza online so we don't have an online service but so the best way that works for us is come in just to come in and then <laughs> yeah so the good thing about when you come in at least like we, we see you're you know you're here and the, you know We'll give you first, uh, you know, first right sort of call. So if you come in, order a pizza, and we're not that busy, you know, we'll typically say we'll put your name on the list and say, hey, we'll we'll call you in 20, 30 minutes. You can wait outside, enjoy a beer, go down the street shopping, come back. But sometimes we will have to shut the phones off on the phone. One of the things with the online, you know, we do have a kind of an older clientele too in town, so a lot of people are too, you know, savvy as far as internet. Or the other fear we're going to have is people start ordering too much, and then we get so backed up that we're just having orders come in and, online. And then you're not able to provide that exactly. comfortable yeah. small town feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know, we, we definitely are uh, always short staffed too. The, I think the industry as a whole, you could drive to any town. I, I, I think every restaurant's hiring. Yeah. And yeah. then you got to picture pine as very transient as it is. It's when someone comes in for a job, it's like your first question is like, do, do you have a car? Yeah. Do you, where, do you have a house or do you live in the woods? Where do you live? Yeah. And then, you know, you used to ask people like, do you drink? What? What? Now he's more like. Yeah. Just tell us what time you got to start drinking, and we'll have you done by work by then. Right. <laughs> I, 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 just be honest, you know, because it's like we're in these small yeah. towns. Yeah. You would think people would be a lot healthier up here, but a lot of people, you know, it's funny. Like you go to the grocery store in the morning, so, people buy shooters. Right. You need to be off work at four fifteen because five minutes later. It's exactly. 4 yeah. Or, you know, it's, you can't work hard. Fast forward. Just tell us, and we'll we'll figure this out. We'll, oh my We'll put your God. schedule around right. your habits. Well, you know that's. Hey, look at you being supportive of See? people. <laughs> because it, my wife, going back to her again, because you know sometimes I call her and I'm like, I just don't understand some of these people. It's, you'd think they'd want to come to work first, and then she'll say, you know, most people don't move to Pine to work really, really hard. They, they right. want to join the outdoors, and it's more sure. of a lifestyle. So sure. you start pushing people to work 40, 50 hours a week. They just bail on you like you yeah. you expect a minute three, and then no one shows up. You're like, where'd they go? And they, no text, nothing, just disappeared. Oh, man. It's wow. hard. It's crazy. It's insane. I always joke if you have to put a, a gym, there's no gym up here in Pine, but it would literally need a, a full bar and a smoking lounge to be successful for the for the gym. Gym. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, you know. Uh, not, nothing, nothing like small towns. Yeah, yep. You know, they've all got their quirks and, and characteristics. So. Hey, yeah. we, we, we thank you for spending so much time with us in, in the tap room. And, and Unfortunately, we already started drinking, so... See, you guys already started drinking. Yeah. I can't... If it's like a potato chip. If I have one now, I won't be able to yeah, make it yeah, the rest of the day. Yeah. I won't make it to midnight. I still yeah, got to go so. to the uh, deli and make fresh juice for the morning. So oh, I try to ju- with the juice and some a lot of stuff over there, too. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, on a positive note, too, town's definitely changing more for the positive. You, you still have some of the, you know, the, the, the older crowd that's been up here, like, came up here to get away from the, the city. Uh-huh. And sometimes some of those people... They see growth as a bad thing, right. or you know, being in a small town. There are small town politics where some people don't want to see 
the field across the street turn into more housing or mm. see the rest drive by a restaurant see you know 100 cars where they can't even get in here and get a pizza so sure. i think with everything you get get the bads and the goods but it's if the sure. town's not growing then it's going to die on the vine right so right right well i mean everyone's you know, property values are going up and look at all the mining communities when the mine shut down yeah what exactly. happened so we gotta we gotta think about supporting local communities but also being respectful when we're in those local communities because that's you know people didn't I, I mean, that's why they created HOAs, because people weren't being respectful with their property. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? So let's just, let's just help everybody. Yeah. Be, be kind. I mean. Yeah, and everyone kind of, you like, you go to the, most of this town, too, it's like when the snow hits, you know, you call your buddy down. Pretty much a lot of people have backhoes and construction. Yeah. You, know, you don't even have to call someone. You just come in the morning. Your one friend's already plowed the whole parking lot for you for yeah. free. Yeah. Yeah. And it gives you a wink. I'll take you. Know, everyone takes care of each other for the most yeah, part. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you go to the post whatever. office. They know you by name. You go to the uh, early bird for breakfast, and you, know, you sit down. Everyone knows your name. It's, it's, you sure. know, being a small town has pros and cons. So. Sure. For the most that's, part, it's all positive. Yeah. 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 That's great. That's great. So. Right well, we appreciate the uh, again the time spent, and uh, appreciate the good pizza. Again, we've had it twice, and well, now we know if we can do cigars on the patio. We'll. Uh, Back for more pizza, more beer, and cigars on top. So, Dang right. Just don't throw the buds on the floor. Oh, no, 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 we don't. We don't do that. We're not <laughs> no, throwing them in the yeah. woods and hopefully not start a fire. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, no I, I always tell my employees, I'm like, I'm always picking up cigarette buds. It's it's, around, it's crazy how some people don't think cigarette buds are, are a littering. Litter. It's yeah. Crazy. Yeah. 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 They, they don't get it. But so. Thanks for spending the time with us. What's your address here? So we are on 3502 North Highway 87. Okay. And we're right nestled between Old County Road and the 87. So it's like a, you'll see the property, it's right to, it's like a V, almost an acre. Mm -hmm. And you see two red buildings and the big sign says Old County. And so you usually see some cars in the park lot. Yep. We've got our little chicken coop out there. We get our eggs from too, and a little herb garden stuff. So, nice. Yeah. That's what's Good. fun too. When people come up with their families, we have, uh, you know, beanbag games outside. Yeah. Connect Four. Yeah, yeah. Chicken Coop. There's always kids out there playing with the chickens and stuff. And then, uh, yeah, we got a big field up back where some people just sit and you know, hang out and picnic while they're waiting for their table or something. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. That's good. Uh, of course, I can look you up, oldcountyin.com and Instagram. Instagram, yep. At Old County. Yep, Old County Inn on uh, Instagram and Facebook. And then Pinewood Tavern we have is going to be also Instagram, Facebook. And then uh, Pine Provisions, we just started that. A couple months ago, so that same thing up on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Uh -huh. Cool. Very good. Yeah, that's exciting. Well, thanks again, sir. We appreciate it. Thanks, gents. All right. All right. We'll see you all on the road. Hey, Aaron. Why do you got so many cracks in your windshield? Uh, you know, I just don't want to get taken care of. Such a hassle. What are you talking about? You just call Robert over at Gecko Glass. He'll take care of it for you. It comes to you. Fixes it wherever you are. Wherever I'm at? Yeah, wherever you are. You could be at the zoo, wherever. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Well, maybe I should call Robert to get a good glass. Will we call my insurance company, too? Yep, he'll take care of all that for you. Just call him at 480-200-2237. You got a pen? That's 480-200-2377. Thank you for joining us here at the Not So Native Podcast. Be sure to check us out on our website, notsonativepodcast.com, and leave a comment or two. Also, follow us on social media to get the latest update on our adventures. Until next time. Until next time.